0: Well hello friends, welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host Wendy Batten and today we are continuing our retail success series and introducing you to yet another amazing retailer. I'm so excited and thrilled to have uh, Millie Blackwell also known as Mrs. Blackwell from Mrs. Blackwell's Village Bookshop, all the way from Greytown, New Zealand on the podcast today. Before I jump in to the podcast and before we meet Millie, I just wanted to take a minute Um, for a moment of gratitude. And, you know, I recognize how blessed I am to have your attention here on the podcast. Uh, I know that your time is one of the most precious currencies that you have and that you can give. And I just wanted to say thank you so much today uh, for listening, for spending your time and your attention here listening to the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Um, podcasting can be a lonely thing, <laughs> Not me and my mic. And I just love um, knowing that it's being helpful to you, the listeners. And I love the feedback from the podcast. So reach out, let me know if you you know what you your takeaways are what you're enjoying about the podcast. Um, leave a review, follow along, subscribe to the podcast. I'm just really, really grateful. And I just wanted to take a moment and thank you for listening today. So without further ado, I do want to introduce you to um, Millie. Millie is a member of my Level Up and Accelerate Mastermind group, which we are currently accepting applications for. And if you know, if you're looking to join a group of shop owners like Millie, and when you listen to her, you can tell if she's the kind of shop owner, which I think you might think so, um, that you want to be part of, um, please uh, investigate, get curious, just go have a peek. Uh, The applications are available on my website at wendybatten.com. No pressure, just have a peek. What could it, what could it hurt for you to have a peek and see what we're all about in our mastermind? Again, the conversation is different inside that group. And also please reach out if you have any questions. Um, I do get a lot of questions about the mastermind and wondering if it's the right fit for you or not. I'm an open book, y'all. If you're listening, you know, you can reach out and chat with me anytime. You can DM me on Instagram at wendybattenbiz, or again, you can reach out to me on email at, wendy at wendybatten.com. Pretty simple, huh? So let's get into our conversation with Millie Blackwell um, from Mrs. Blackwell's Village Bookstore. Absolutely stunning bookstore. You're going to have to go look that up. You're going to have to go search her and follow her and see all the things the wonderful things that she's doing she opened during the pandemic her beautiful books shop during the pandemic um, she's very growth mind- mindset community mindset she's on her way to reach an incredible uh, revenue goal she shares that with us on the podcast and also she's going to share with you a little bit of her marketing strategy which my friends includes no Facebook probably have your attention now huh so she is growing and thriving without Facebook y'all we could learn a few things from her so you will enjoy your conversation Um, have a listen make sure you get a notebook put your earpods in let's grab a coffee let's sit down let's have a conversation and listen to what Millie has to say with us thanks friends
1: Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life.
0: So I have a treat for us today. Welcome, Millie Blackwell, to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. Pleasure
2: to be here. Thanks, Wendy.
0: Um, I have invited Millie in here. Millie is a member of the Accelerator and Level Up Mastermind group, and I am so thrilled to have you here. Um, I want to say all the way from New Zealand, but you're in the U.S. currently.
2: (laughs) Uh Right from Bend, Oregon.
0: Been organized. Um So, can you tell us a little bit? Tell tell our
2: audience a little bit about your business, what you do, and uh, what lights you up about doing it. <laughs> sure. So, I own a bookshop in, based in Greytown, New Zealand, and Greytown is about one hour north of Wellington, which is the capital city at the bottom of the North Island. If you know New Zealand, and um, I opened my bookshop in uh, December 2020. Um, our town is known for it's we've got a lot of preserved Victorian architecture and that's what our town is known for it's it's a weekend town that a lot of people come to domestic tourism comes to visit our little town and um yeah we opened in December 2020 I signed my lease in early 2020 and we all know what what was happening in that year so um my husband and I uh we both own digital businesses and we used to travel um 2014 to 2019 we would travel back and forth to California for work um, and we try to do six months in each country so we could be on a good time zone for our clients in North America so in previous years we had done a lot of home renovations we'd done my husband he also owns a shop we had done his shop all in the times that we'd been away so we signed this lease in early 2020 and we thought cool we're gonna build the shop and we'll come back in October and we'll open up and it's all going to be fabulous and that's that's how everything had rolled in previous years but uh the universe had a different plan for us that year so um yeah that's that's all part of the story I guess
0: So well, so tell so tell tell our audience what um what type of books? What what's your bookstore like? Can you explain a little bit about
2: your business? Oh yes, the, the actual store, good. Um so I call it a bookshop for romantic curious minds and romantic souls. And what I mean by that is that um, we have a predominantly nonfiction selection. Um, a lot of probably an outsized number of titles that start with the words how to. Um so a lot of things that teach people about somebody else, or how to do something, or how to make, how to improve their life in some way. That's the real focus of the book. So that's the curious mind part, and the romantic souls comes from. Apart from books, we have a lot of, um, I guess analog, analog tools: beautiful fountain pens, wood pencils, notebooks, jigsaw puzzles. And uh, so that taps into the romantic souls part of the story.
0: Yeah, I love. I love that. And your shop is beautiful. We'll definitely have some images of your shop. I want everybody to go visit you. Um, in person would be awesome, <laughs> uh, and I could wait, someday get to New Zealand to to visit you. I'm actually planning 2024. I'm going to be coming to visit you in person. Mm-hmm. But so you've also um, expanded your product line a little tiny bit. Um, not just books, like you said, you have fountain pens, and you have added some other revenue streams since you opened so when did you actually open the doors can you just share with us exactly when the doors opened
2: yeah so the doors opened um so i guess one of the interesting parts of the story is that our shop uh, i had quite an ambitious plan for the fit out and it was it was sort of hard to find a shop fitter that would take me seriously because as soon as i said where i was in this tiny little town of 2000 people most professional shop fitters assumed that I wouldn't have the budget and they just wouldn't take my job seriously but I eventually found a shop fitter in uh, Christchurch in the South Island who took my job very seriously and built the whole thing in in the South Island and put it on a truck and then on a boat to the North Island with like a huge game of Tetris when he when they brought it into the shop um so all this cabinetry that had to then be fitted back together and uh We eventually opened the door in December 2020. So it took most of a year just because of delays with uh, building materials and, and resources. So eventually we opened in December 2020.
0: So we've been working together for quite some time. And I had no idea that you had that fit in and South Island. That is quite the journey. That's, that's so beautiful. He did a great job. So and you've both done a great job putting that together. Um, you're very community minded. You mentioned a minute ago that uh, your husband has a shop in town as well. Um, I think it's really important. I'm a big believer that our small shops build communities and the success of our small shops build you know help build communities um can you talk speak a little bit maybe to your husband's shop like you're all really close and a little bit more about what else is in your small town
2: yeah so it's really hard to untangle my I feel my shop from our from our town Mm -hmm. I think that Greytown town is as much a part of the story of my shop as as my shop is and and as you said, my husband also owns a shop called Blackwell and Sons, and it's a uh, cycling lifestyle emporium. So he sells uh, hand-built British bicycles. They're kind of in a Dutch style with the basket at the front. And then all the, the things that go with a country lifestyle, so picnic blankets and picnic baskets and beautiful things like that. So, yeah, we Grey Town is very much a part of our story. The fact that we both have a shop there is part of the story we refer to each other around town and and other people refer to us as mr blackwell and mrs blackwell i sort of don't have a christian first name anymore um so it's all very much intertwined and, and that is on purpose it's not just by mistake i mean our whole a whole reason for opening a little shop in a small town is that we wanted to we wanted to do our part to make sure that our small town survived and didn't become one of those towns that you drive through with all the shops boarded up or most of the shops boarded up and we felt like opening the shops was our contribution to that
0: yeah I love that and I've been loving watching um watching you run your it's not you're not just running a shop you're building a community um your whole town you have other like again and I sort of mentioned um, the uh the other revenue streams you're you have a puzzle um puzzle line that you've started and it's all based on it <laughs> you do want, want to speak a little bit to your puzzle line but also your other revenue streams you've got the carts, you're just you're building community in different ways and can you speak a little bit to that
2: yeah so we started uh our puzzle line grew out of a poster we started a poster range which was some a um a2 so large format posters and we had our friend who's an artist. In Christchurch, um, Paul Rees, he designed our first poster, which was um, people will be familiar with the art style. It's like vintage tourism poster. So there's an illustration of my husband and I very highly stylized, um, with my husband holding a stack of books and me walking some pugs and in front of an iconic Greytown piece of architecture, the original library. And uh, people love this poster and said, "What else could we have this piece of art on? Can you do postcards? Can you do magnets and stickers and you know all the things that you're used to seeing this kind of vintage art on? And um, jigsaw puzzles have been such a big part of my store that we decided that we would issue a range of um, of jigsaw puzzles with this poster art on them. Uh, we were really lucky in the first year that we did that that we got featured on the national, seven o'clock news as a story about a puzzle war going on between my husband and I who could sell the most puzzles and they really they really kind of took off from there so we just recently issued a second a second release with a whole new series of art Um, and it's something we plan to continue to build on.
0: It's fantastic. It's been fun watching you. So, because you've opened during these crazy times, and it hit uh, New Zealand as hard as it has hit the rest of the world, um, these unusual retail times, and you couldn't do your traveling, you couldn't do things. Can we speak a little bit to your marketing? And how, well, first of all, let's speak to two things. Let's let's talk about how has it been? What's been the most difficult part in the last couple of years for you? And how how have your you know how have you built your market? How have you built that marketing and that clientele during a strange and unusual pandemic time
2: yeah so um one of the things that we've done that's really built our brand which is i guess a little bit unusual in these times is that we've invested in print marketing so we've placed ads inside um monthly magazines specifically the one that's been the most effective for us is called Life and Leisure Mm -hmm. and it's sort of um, aimed at I guess domestic tourists which is exactly the kind of people that come to our town so we went for a storytelling approach in there and we just mostly it's just pictures of us uh, in and around Greytown and tells the story of why we started our businesses and, and what we're doing so that's that's been a really effective way that we've built our brand and people have known us um, because it's not often that you see an ad for a shop that's in a town of2,000 people in a national magazine. So and because we went with the storytelling approach, a lot of people refer to our ads as, as articles. I read the article about you in the magazine, but um, it is it is a story that we've chosen to tell. And then the other form of main form of marketing that I use is Instagram. And for me, Instagram it, it, it has always appealed to my personal values around storytelling, which is taking beautiful pictures and, and writing little stories. And so that's the approach I've taken to Instagram.
0: And you've also got, I've noticed your, your print marketing is beautiful. You have a little, um. what, what do you call it? The bugle, the Blackwell bugle. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like a newsletter. And I guess, I guess this, some, sometimes we have a tendency as retailers, a lot of retailers listening right now, it's all about, you know, social media, social media, so, social media, and they're forgetting about these dare I say old-fashioned but you in know in it's reaching your people where they are I love your stories I've read the articles and the bugle I thought was amazing you were kind enough to send me a bugle do you <laughs> want to speak a little bit to your it's literally your newsletter <laughs> so
2: yeah I think we I think we have gone got the impression that our social media has a lot more reach than it really does because of the numbers that we're fed by the systems Mm -hmm. Um, and we think well ten thousand people have seen this post and so therefore it must be a lot more effective than sending out a newsletter to a thousand a hard copy newsletter to a thousand people but I don't have any scientific data to back this up but my uh, anecdotal experience is that sending out a hard copy newsletter to a thousand people on my database results in a lot more activity or a lot more sales than a post that is seen by 10,000 people online. And so I can really only go with, with my own gut, my own experience and what we're actually seeing deliver results. So yeah, we do this quarterly newsletter, we share it, my husband and I, we call it the Blackwell Bugle, as you mentioned, and it's kind of half and half each store Um, And we make jokes about each other and the war that goes on between the two, the competitors across the street. Um, And we have a bit of fun with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really well done. I think that the whole connecting with your clients. And I know you do it in many other ways uh, inside your store with your you know, actual shoppers and, and and bookmarks and lots of other print goods as well, too. But one thing you don't do, and let's talk about it. It's a hot topic. Um, it's, it's an unusual topic. It's an unusual thing that you don't do that everybody thinks they have to do. And um, you don't have any Facebook presence for your shop. And I love that. Do you want to speak a little bit to how that's
2: working for you <laughs> yeah okay well um yeah I don't have a Facebook presence and it's a couple of years since I thought about why and but it has come back up for me because I'm feeling not the pressure but I guess I have a lot of conversations with friends about whether I should be on TikTok or not and so I've, I have guess I've been revisiting the reasons why I don't have Facebook um and this for me, there's kind of five. I'll try not to make this a a long-winded manifesto, but there's kind of those <laughs>
0: five let's, reasons. Let's do it. I think I I I love your reasoning around this. So let's have it. Let's let's have let's let's, let's talk about it. it.
2: Um. So when I thought about with at the start whether I was going to do Facebook as well as Instagram or which platforms I was going to be on, I had to say to myself, look, I'm just one. I'm one lady. Yes, I've got staff, and yes, I could hire help to do more platforms, but I'm only one lady with a certain amount of energy, and as I had just, as I've just said, I had to think about um, where I could best spend that energy, and for me, Instagram, it automatically, it just gels with my values of how I want to spend my energy, so I decided right from the start that with the limited energy, I had for everything but the segment that could go to marketing I was best to spend my time on Instagram so the original reason for not doing Facebook was just to say right now I've got I've got limited energy I'm going to put it into I'm going to channel it into Instagram another reason is that there's a saying that people it's come up a lot I've heard it in the media recently someone must be talking about it about the medium is the message and they're talking about how this is actually has become a bit of a negative thing over the years that people are shaping their lives and their businesses around the medium that they want to share the message on. And um, for me, uh, at that time, I just thought that the messages that I'm comfortable sharing and that I know that I can share consistently would be through the medium of Instagram. And so as I'm assessing whether I'm going to join TikTok, I have to ask myself, is this a medium that I can share my share my best work through, and so for me so far, that answer has been no, and obviously the answer was no through Facebook as well. Another reason is uh, thinking about community. So, and people don't always think about the social media as a community, especially I guess not business owners, but for me, I consider that I am creating a community on the social media platform that I've chosen I've actually made in in real life friends out of my bookshop social media account and um so I, I as much as I want to be dedicated to my community and my actual town I also want to feel I want to show that I'm dedicated to my community online um I think this is a big reason why people got so upset about those changes that Instagram made recently, where it felt like Instagram had yielded to the, the demands and the values of their advertisers over those of their users, um, because their users mostly, their, dedica- their true fans were like me, and possibly you too, Wendy, where we wanted to share pictures and stories, not videos, and, and, and people reacted to that, so yeah, creating community is another one, and and just, you you can't, you can't, you can't be in really creating three different communities, you can't really truly create a community on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, I guess unless that's what you're entirely dedicated to. The two other reasons, um, I, I sort of come back to this, that I'm not a mini corporation, like there is a lot of pressure to um, as a business owner to mechanize and to automate just because you can, but you're not a mini corporation, least on in my case, I'm one lady who owns one shop in one one small town. And then that comes back to my final reason, which is um, a lot of what we see online about building businesses is comes to us from people who are building digital businesses. But as shop owners, we are building, a real life business, a physical a business with a physical presence in the town, with a real community. Um, so we don't we don't have to be spending all our time marketing to the whole world to try to get thousands of users all over the world. We just we really our job is to market to the people in our town or in our surrounds who would actually visit our store. So that's my reasons why I'm not on Facebook and why I probably won't join TikTok.
0: <laughs> no, and I love that. I mean, it's, you know, and again, to each other, you've, you've probably just given a, a lot of people a lot of things to think about. <laughs> and so, oh, I don't have to be on Facebook. And it's true. We are inviting people across the threshold of our doorways, right? And I mean, are we doing that to the masses or one at a time through your thousand you know newsletters that you're sending out to your clients, and you know the the actual touch point is so much more with that human to human connection, right? So we can grow and we can have, and I know you have um, attract strategies in place. Other, you know, we're we're still building and we're still getting new. You know, you're doing print magazines, you're doing other things. So I I love those reasons, and I love the freedom that you must have. <laughs> with Facebook, and I know so Millie must you know here's. I think you know you must hear us in our in our mastermind group conversations. Like, oh, you know, I'm batching and I'm scheduling and I'm doing all this posting and and I I love the idea. That, you know, we're we're not mini corporations. We're small independent shops one human at a time one one ceo at a time we might be ceos running our corporations but we're still just running you know we're only doing as much as we can so i love that you shared all of those reasons i think they're amazing on that note how you know can you share a little bit how has business been since you know uh, through the pandemic and you've opened you're opening up you're doing this you're not on facebook you're doing it your way you're connecting human to human can you share a little bit about how the you know the the trajectory has gone for you in the last year or so yeah
2: well it's a fair question because I'm going to say I'm not on Facebook I better prove that that actually where that works
0: we're still making money we're selling books
2: (laughs) so uh so yeah we um we're into our second year December's going to be the end of our second year of trading in the first year we our revenue, our top-line revenue was $770,000. It will take a few dollars and cents. And then I had set uh, a personal mission for this year. I wanted to be a million-dollar bookshop. That's just top-line number. Um, I don't know how to convert my shop size to foot, but for anyone who who knows how to do it, uh, my shop is 60 square meters. And that's, that's small. That's like uh, kind of a big, a large bedroom, I guess, <laughs> is how you describe yeah. that size. Um, And, yeah, I wanted, and obviously I'm a town of 2,000 of people, but we do get a lot of domestic tourism. And, yeah, my goal was to be a million-dollar bookshop. I don't think um, I've got my projections on what I think the next three months are going to do based on last year, but I don't think we're quite going to make it to a million, but we're definitely going to have an increase on last year. So I guess my 2023 goal will be to million to be a million-dollar bookshop.
0: And I, well, I, I think you're going to get there. I know. So Millie's <laughs> Um, tracking her numbers, she pays attention. She's doing that hard CEO work that a lot of people don't do. Um, you know, tracking, measuring, tweaking. It's been a lot of tweaking going on. <laughs> you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, working on that foot to foot traffic, working on converting clients, training your staff. You you know, you're just you've been working diligently to make that number happen. So I'm I'm here cheering for you. We're watching. We're watching that happen. Um,
2: what would you say? You'll is- be the first to know when I am
0: a. Yeah, man. I- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give, I give me reports every month for millions like yes we're getting there so um it, it's been it's been a pleasure actually to watch you grow uh, and thrive uh, over the last year and through the pandemic i mean you've had you've had your bumps there too we've had closures you've um more restrictive than a lot of our uh, u.s uh, listeners might even be aware of like, you know, see, we've done, you know, you've done some pivoting on really pushing the e-commerce side, you know, in addition to, to your foot traffic and your in-store sales. Um, through this, you know, slower months and upper months, but also a lot of community events that you have been spearheading back to that community thing. So in New Zealand, we have uh, obviously the opposite seasons. So Millie just hosted, uh, not you didn't just host, but you spearheaded your community. You had a whole Christmas in July. Is that what we, you know, it was Christmas in the summer?
2: Yeah, was um, it Christmas
0: in July? I'm looking now. I'm I'm thinking. <laughs> wait a minute. Was it July?
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. We um. I mean, I'll backtrack to say spearheaded would be a little strong. I'm part of a a a group of retailers in our town. About seventy percent of us get together. We pull pull some money to market our town together. We call our little organization Country Village Heaven. <laughs> um. So the Country Village Heaven group we um, put on an event called the Greytown Festival of Christmas. So July is the, the depths of winter in our town. And so we sell, we decorate the whole town with lights. We had a um, gingerbread theme this year. We had markets in the in the evenings and we projected lights onto some of our beautiful Victorian buildings. And it just, it, it brought people to town at a time of year when it's very slow for tourism. Um, but it's now the, the festivals and it's, third or maybe fourth year I can't quite remember but it's now the biggest um, festival in our region It brings the most people to obviously over a whole month versus one day events but we bring the most people to our um, region out of all the events throughout the year.
0: Well, it was so well done. I, I I didn't realize it was in its third year, but that's it was so well done. And again, to being community minded collaboration with other uh, community members and um, becoming a destination. And that's a theme, you know, we like to remind all our listeners about, you know, it's not just about you. It's about your community, your community, right. of your community of other shop owners, how can we work together? How can we pull together? I think you do that beautifully. Um, I think it's important too. I think it's important for our communities. Um, again, our community's growth, again, we don't want to be a community of big box stores. So I think the, the, the whole, that whole theme, I, I love, I love that you did you are,
2: that. And- you're not, you're not an island. It's so important in a small town. It might be different in a bigger town, but in a small town, if you don't people aren't ever going to come for you just your one shop there's exceptions but for the most part people need a collection of things to do so the more you can reinforce that as a group the better
0: yeah and I do think we silo ourselves a lot I think that I see that a lot I live in a small town of two thousand people (laughs) I see it happen everybody's trying to fight their own battle and that's just not their own battle but everybody's trying to you know again and I live in a tourist town but it's still a struggle you know come together, people, (laughs) try to get them together. And it's just, I find it beautiful watching what your community, what, you know, what you are all doing, not just, again, not just you spearheading, but I know that that's an important part for you uh, as, as you grow your business can you share a little bit, uh, we talk a lot on the podcast here about um, the struggles and ups and downs and the good stuff. We've just shared a lot of cool things and fun things. Could you share a struggle that you find or one thing that you find most difficult being the CEO of a small independent <laughs> book shop in a town of, tw- <laughs> of 2000 people? What, like, what would your struggle be um, that others might be able to relate to as well?
2: Well, I am I would say my biggest struggle as a CEO is I'm quite a shy person and I'm a shy introvert, which probably isn't actually that surprising since I own a bookshop. But uh, so the hardest thing for me about being CEO is actually social occasions or any time where I'm supposed to show up in person and be the CEO, be the boss, even when even that's not an expectation of my employees. Just any kind of social event is the most hard for me. Uh, and it's always been that way if my other I own another business and and it's always been that way there too even like going out for a team lunch is always awkward for me um so that's probably the bit I struggle the most with is social occasions
0: so I find that so funny because you seem so social you're always hosting things in the shop and doing all the things but it's just that that's something I just learned. So, um, (laughs) and, and it's true. We can't, you know, I guess we all have, you know, we all have struggles in the CEO work, uh, Wearing that CEO hat, so I guess you're not wearing your CEO hat walking around town,
2: <laughs> right? Or hosting yeah, an author event? The, the author's the one in the office, not, not <laughs> happening.
0: Um, as we wrap up, I want to honor your time. I promised I wouldn't keep you that long, but as we wrap up, do you have any exciting coming up for the bookshop? Anything you want to share with us? What are you most excited about for what's coming up in the next year?
2: Yeah, so um, Christmas is obviously our big thing and in New Zealand that happens in the height of summer, so the months all through November through really right through February, um, there are really exciting times in the shop, we have obviously all the Christmas stuff and then through January, February, it's summer, people are, there's a lot of public holidays in New Zealand in January, so people are relaxed and they've got time off, it's just a really awesome time to be in a shop, Um, it's really fun, so I'm looking forward to going back to New Zealand for summer and being a part of all of that. That's exciting. And
0: I will say New Zealanders love their time off.
2: <laughs> we so, do. We I'm do. So jealous of that. We're uh, the world's most unproductive country, I think, between December and January. <laughs>
0: unproductive but happy. So how's that for, right. you know, that's what life's all about, right? So as we wrap up, is there something you could share with the audience as we uh, usually wrap up our podcast uh, episodes? with a favorite mantra, a quote, maybe a favorite book you'd like to share, something to inspire uh, listeners, other shop owners that are listening, that they could take away? Well, of course mine
2: has to be a book. Of course, um... <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm saying mantra. Quote, yeah, so. What's it? What's it? Um, well, my mantra actually is, since I'll just take a liberty and share too, my mantra is things will probably go okay, so whenever I get worried about things, I just think it'll probably be okay. Um, including being on this podcast, I mean, it'll probably all be okay, even it's if gonna I ramble. Okay. On. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Um,
0: We're all good.
2: <laughs> but um, my favorite book. I sometimes I get hesitant to share this book because it's like asking. It's a bestseller. It's like asking a film reviewer to tell you a great film, and then they say Top Gun. Well, the market's already proved that that's a great film. You don't. I don't need to be told that by a film reviewer, but. Um, this book, the reason I want to say is that I know that a lot of your audience is North American. And I think this book got um, probably didn't get its dues here because it had such it came out with such a terrible cover and this terrible subheading here that I think it didn't it didn't go as well as it should have. So it's called 4,000 weeks. The author is Oliver Berkman. He's a British journalist. And in the US it came out with a cover with a man holding a clock and the subheading was time management for mortals and in at least in new zealand it came out with 4000 weeks time and how to use it and it had a beautiful picture of a, a beautiful bench seat beside a lake a gorgeous cover on its own and uh <laughs> I, I don't know how these publishing decisions get made but the book is it's not a productivity book he kind of describes himself as a a recovering productivity book guy it's actually about uh, using your time well. So the title, 4,000 weeks, if you live to be 80 years old, you will live 4,000 weeks. And when you put your life into weeks, if you're 40 like or just over 40 like me, it means you've got 2,000 weeks left. And that suddenly sounds like not very many weeks. So the point of this book is to recognize how drastically short your life is and um, how to use the time you've got well versus how to be as productive as possible in in your time, which I think is the focus of a lot of productivity books. Um, so yeah, this book, 4,000 Weeks, Oliver Berkman. It's not often that I would recommend a book that I just would wholeheartedly say everybody should read. But in this case, this is one of them because it's the message is really important.
0: Oh, I love that. So yeah, I've actually on that note, I love that we'll definitely have links to that book. Uh, and we'll try to find the good cover. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on that complete note, I've just been following um, a, a lot of stories lately, my life, my life in weeks, and we've been tracking our life in weeks. And it's Eye-opening, isn't it? <laughs> you start looking at like your uh, your life in weeks, so one week turns into the next. So, I love that four thousand weeks. So that's great. Thank you for that recommendation. And I think we're gonna have to get Millie to start a business book club with us. Yeah, we'll have to. We're we're, we're talking. <laughs> we'll we'll do some kind of. We're gonna we're gonna collaborate on that somehow in the future. So stay tuned and listen to it. We'll 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 share that with the rest of our audience soon. Um, I I just. I think there's so many amazing books and we're all so busy. It's hard to, we're all so busy because, you know, we're recovering. We're, you know, we're not, we're not, not reading, reading the right books, face? obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So thank you, Millie, for being on the Creative Shop Talk podcast today. I am so grateful that you found the podcast. And so you started following the podcast, I think I got this strange Uh, not strange that sounds mean but I got this beautiful email from this New Zealand woman who said your podcast episodes must have just jumped in New Zealand because I've been binging and it was so fun to to read that very first email from you and it's been a pleasure uh to to have you in the in the mastermind group and now here and sharing your story on the podcast thank you for being with us today
2: my pleasure thanks Mindy anything else to add before we leave um stay hydrated get some exercise
0: (laughs) read a book read a book (laughs) read a book so stay I well we could have we'll have a whole podcast on the stay hydrated and exercise (laughs) content as well too so thank you Millie we'll see you soon
1: well that's it for this week's episode of the creative shop talk podcast I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes, you can find it at wendybatten.com podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me, if I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.